What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Saturday, August 27th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 271. How the hell is everybody? I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, I am back from my vacation as of today. That is why this did not come out uh, late on Wednesday, early on Thursday, like usual. Um, but I hope everybody's doing good. Got a bunch, a uh, bunch of stuff to talk about. Was just down in the Jersey Shore, uh, where we've been going because the kids absolutely love it. It's only like three hours from my house. And uh, we get a house on the water and the whole deal. We do it great. It's a lot of fun. Want to talk about that. Have an unacceptable with that, of course. Have uh, your guys' unacceptables. Ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm depressed that the Olympics are over. And um, we'll go from there. A lot of stuff. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be. In your car, on a treadmill, in your cubicle, smoking a stick which I have not done. I did not smoke one stick on my vacation, everybody. Not one. Okay? There's something to be said about that. Not one. Okay? Um, But uh, I had a lot of fun. And uh, wherever you are right now, I hope you enjoy 271. Want to hit up the sponsors. Also, want to wish Gonzo fame. Well, Gonzo fame is uh, Dave Gavry out there. Comedian Dave Gavry. Very funny up-and-coming comedians doing well, career doing well, and um, he is putting the website on hold for a while. So I just want to thank David. I want to thank Gonzo Fame. Um, And uh, I had a relationship with them for years. It was awesome. Uh, I'm sure it will be back sometime, but Dave is doing his thing right now, which he has to do. So uh, check out Gonzo Fame, though. I'm sure he's going to keep it up there. Please check it out still. Support him and everything like that, but uh, he's doing really, really well. Check out his comedy, check out his uh, website and all that stuff, Dave Gavry out there in Chicago. Um, it was a it was a great relationship, David. <laughs> um, uh, also want to shout out City Living Dog and uh, CityLivingDog.com, Coach Mike, uh, one of the best dog trainers there is uh, out there, so please check out his services. Uh, Coach Mike has an unbelievable... Um, YouTube page. He's got uh, the Facebook, the Instagram. He also does uh, live Facebook training now, which you can see. Um, please call up uh, Coach Mike. Go to CityLivingDog.com. Check out all of City Living Dog's services. And uh, when you talk to him or you reach out, let him know that you heard about him and his services and his amazing dog training ability through TVE and Paul Verzi. He's very patient with the dog. Um, you know, and I've seen this guy with some really, really, really big projects, if you know what I mean, dogs that were really fucked up, and he just works it out, so, uh, check out Coach Mike and CityLivingDog.com, go to his YouTube pages, uh, his YouTube clips are amazing, uh, also, drink more good, everybody, drinkmoregood.com, and I've told you about this one, okay, because uh, Drink More Good is one of those things that if you're like me where, look, I like water, but I like water when it's hot. I like water in the summer, okay? Soda tastes delicious, but you can't always do it or you're going to turn into a fucking animal, you know? Um, I know somebody that just drinks soda every day and it's brutal, you know? 
it's brutal. You just gain a shitload of, of weight, and it's there's nothing good about it. Um, and let's be honest, a Diet Coke in the movie theater, epic. You know, you ever have Sprite Zero? Epic. It just It's just not good for you, okay? It's really fucked up. So, what uh, Drink More Good, and, and it got brought to my attention. Someone's like, I know you like the seltzers, Paul. I know you like the, you know, you like the flavored seltzer and all that stuff. So, what they do is they have put together and produced uh, handcrafted syrups and mixers. Real organic ingredients, um, you know, just herbs and spices that are hand-crushed, organic ginger, citrus. You can see all of their flavors. It's all delicious. And what you can do, oh, it has no preservatives. Nothing is artificial at all, okay? And uh, they do have a, a retail store and production kitchen located at 383 Main Street in Beacon, New York. You can use it for cocktails, okay? You can use the syrups um, uh, for cooking, marinades, glazes, all that for baking. But uh, the best part about it is if you like a substitute for, you know, really sweet soda, uh, this, you can make it as sweet or as, uh, you know, I guess lighter. You know, you can just go to your uh, to your liking. Squeeze a little, squeeze a lot. But it's either way, it's going to be healthier. It's organic. It's amazing what they do. Uh, really good guys. And you could check out all of their flavors, like I said, at... Um, drinkmoregood.com, okay, and these guys donate to a generosity.org, they've helped, I mean, they, these guys are really, really like, they're like, not only are they coming out with good shit, but they're really trying to help and, and, and make a difference, they've um, funded water wells in Ganda, uh, Uganda, Haiti, they raise a ton of money with nonprofits, and uh, and they're doing it right. So if you're like me, you like seltzers, you like them uh, seltzers, and you like them flavored, check it out. It's a way better substitute for the shitty sweet soda you drink every day. You know who you are. I feel bad. Someone's listening right now with like a Coca, like a liter of Coca Cola in their hand. Like fuck you, Verzi. I love this shit. I know you love it, but it's killing you. Um, so uh, so check that out. Go to once again drinkmoregood.com. Com. And of course, All Things Comedy, guys, go to All Things Comedy for your favorite podcasts. Uh, the Verzi Effect, the Monday Morning Podcast, Skeptic Tank, uh, Lawheads, Court. There, I mean, it just goes on and on. There's a ton of them. Burt Kreischer's podcast. All of, I mean, you name it, I think there's 70-something now podcasts on All Things Comedy. They also have an amazing record label. Uh, follow them on Twitter, at All Things Comedy, and go to their website, allthingscomedy.com. Uh, and you can uh, get all of the comedy you want for you comedy nerds out there. You know who you are. Okay, um, now that we got the sponsors out of the way, let's talk about this trip that I just went on, guys. Uh, I don't know where you guys went on vacation. I hope you guys went someplace good. Um, we did the vacation where we did the family stuff. Um, well, I should say with other family. So my mother-in-law was down at the house. So what we did is we get a house on the ocean. And it's really nice, though, it is. Like, I know I joke about Jersey and I say things like that. But, you know, it's uh, it's actually since, um, you know, Hurricane Sandy, I believe, it was just, like, uh, redone. It had to be redone because the place was just flooded. You know, all these houses, all the foundations were completely ruined. So now... When you go down here 
to the shore, especially the part we go to, it's all redone. It's just redone. Every, you could just tell all the houses, like even the ones on stilts, they're all just redone and um, beautiful. And so what we do is we go down, we get a house, and this year we got one for a little longer so other family can go, and it's by the water. So my mother-in-law was down there with the kids uh, the week before we went down there, and then my parents came down to hang out for a few days, and everything was great. The only thing was we realized by the time everybody left, we only did the family thing for like three days because everybody was just kind of in and out, but still a great time. Um... You know, I joke about Jersey. I always say the Jersey Shore is like the upper class of white trash. You know, you're doing okay, but you're doing okay for people that are not doing great. Totally joking, busting balls. To go three hours from your house and really be at a beautiful ocean is is pretty cool. Um, No boardwalks, okay? I stay away from boardwalks. That's how you know it's shitty. If you're walking down a boardwalk with a snow cone and your lips are blue and you got a slice of pizza the size of a fucking kite, you're in a shitty, shitty place. Period. I don't care what anybody says. If you're walking around and you could hear arcades going off while you're holding cotton candy, you're in a shithole with lower class people. Period. I'm sorry. I had to say it. Something needed to be said about it. All right, I know people went on vacation. I hope you guys had good ones. You were with the family and all that stuff. I hope everybody had a good, um, you know, vacation wherever they went. But if you were walking on a boardwalk and there was a hot dog eating contest, you were in a shithole. <laughs> it's just what it is. Um, But we had a great time. I am very, very dark right now. I, uh, yeah, I do not look like a Caucasian male anymore. If you saw me, you'd be like, all right, this guy is West Indian or something. But, uh, cause I have the Mediterranean. I am, my mother is a hundred percent Greek for you, for you Versi effect people that don't know what I am. My mother is a hundred percent Greek and my father is a hundred percent Sicilian. So technically I'm not even Italian. The real Sicilians get pissed. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're our own island. Okay, it's not Italy. Whatever. Um, my dad says that, and then he's like, Italians are the best. So I think everybody puts us together. Who knows? But uh, I have that Mediterranean blood where I get really, really dark. Um, my kids are fair-skinned, but they were at the beach so fucking long this summer that they went from, like, red to, to brown to now they just have this amazing dark too. So, uh, we all look very, (laughs) very dark. And my poor wife who is so white is, uh, she looks like a lobster walking around, but she looks great. Uh, and she's going to listen to this go, why the fuck you call me a lobster? Well, you said I look good. You, You do look good. It's just, you're very, very red. Some people just can't hack the sun. You know who you are. You know, those people, you got to go out there with like PF fucking 99. You just basically put a white blanket over your fucking head and sit there like you're under a tent the whole day. You know who you are. You have no business being at the beach more than 15 minutes. You know who you are. But let's talk about the people we see at the beach. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, People at the beach, okay? Because some of them look good, but many, many people don't. And I wonder why the beach is a place where the beach really is a place where if you are out of shape, it I don't understand why, and I know I talked about this last year, 
But it's it really does. If you let yourself go, the beach is the place where it's like, fuck it, I'm going for it. One kid, me and my son were looking at, and we weren't trying to make fun of anybody because that's not what we do. And my children are being raised in the way that, hey, if people have issues, you don't make fun of them, and you never make fun of how somebody looks. They can't help things. And my son and daughter are very sensitive to that because that's what, you know, me and their mother teach them. So we weren't judging this kid. There was a kid there, probably like 400 pounds, and he wore a T-shirt. And that's not what we were laughing at. What we were laughing at is every time a wave hit this kid, his fucking huge ass cheeks were just exposed, even under this big fucking shirt he had. And my son, who's seven, was just like looking at him and then looking at me to see if it was all right to laugh. And of course it's all right to laugh because we're not making fun of anybody. You just see these fucking two pillows under this guy's shorts just sitting there and it was just like, holy shit. But this is the sad thing, okay? And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody or shame anybody for not looking good on the beach, okay? Because I could I could lose a couple too. Everybody could lose a couple. Um, But look, the skinny people are like, not me, fuck that. I need to gain some. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody could tone up. I'm not talking about that. You know, if you're 10, 15 pounds overweight, you probably still could look decent on the beach. You know, if you're 20, 30, you're pushing it. And then if it gets to like your 50, 60, 70 pounds, then it's whatever. But here's what I noticed that is sad. The ratio of in shape to out of shape on the beach was absolutely... Now, I don't know what it is in Europe, okay, and I'm sure at other places. There were definitely some people... I mean, I would say the percentage of people that looked good in bathing suits... Um, and by good, I mean not noticeable or noticeably, you know, out of shape. I would say probably 15% of people on the beach, and that could be generous, were like, all right, they, you know, like, you know, you could look at somebody and you could be like, all right, that guy comes home from work, maybe has a couple drinks, eats a steak, but does a treadmill for an hour. He's hanging on. He's hanging on. You know, you're like, but then you could look at people and you're like, all right, this guy, three cannolis a night. This guy's not fucking around and he doesn't give a shit and he's just letting it hang over his bathing suit. You know, and by the way, bathing suit, I'm not trying to be weird here. Bathing suit game needs to be up to par. It's 2016. All right. Enough with the rainbow colors. You got to go solid. I got side. No, I have a little white trim, but I go black. I even like the, I'm not even talking, you can go crazy color. All lime green, a little black trim, cool. Enough with like the Hawaiian ones and all that stuff, enough. Enough with like every fucking neon color all together in one to look crazy, enough. Okay, after you hit 30, that's that's done. All right, you go classy. You gotta go classy. I'm talking about going classy at the Jersey Shore. You people know what I'm talking about. But the, uh, the... The amount of people that just weren't up to par was pretty like, wow, man, these people just don't care. Like, some people just don't care, you know? And God bless them. I'm not judging them. It's just like, I think if I was 50 to 60 or 70 pounds over and above, I'd throw a shirt on, you know? But here's one thing that is inexcusable. All right, let's talk about this. We've talked about weight before. We've talked about people on the beach who don't look up to snuff and all that fine. Let's talk about this, though. The amount of hair on your body. Now, I'm Greek and Sicilian, okay? 
So when I was younger and I started getting hair, I kind of freaked out and I shaved. I shaved my chest. I I shaved my back when I would go out. Uh, You know, so unfortunately it would come in thick maybe in the front. Luckily the back never got like, like this one dude at the beach. I'm not kidding, dude. This one dude at the beach's back, it looked like he when he looked like he had a black sweater on. I'm not even trying to be funny. It it connected up to his head and it was ridiculous. And my stepfather was busting my balls. He's going like, "Oh, come on. What do you you shave your front you fuck, you know, joking around or whatever." But I'm like, "Yeah, of course I'm gonna." I'm gonna Summertime, you shave. Like, and if I travel to warm places and I want to go on the beach and ocean, plus it's not comfortable when you put a t-shirt on and you got all that hair there, you know. So yeah, you're damn right. I groom it up. Got to groom up the hair. But I think it's the funniest. And again, not judging anybody, but the people that do just let it go and don't care and they're just hairy. I mean, it's like, dude, come on. There's got to be somebody looking, like, you know. <laughs> You know, plus Jersey's known for having those wild black bears running around. You'll end up fucking <laughs> getting mistaken for one. Just stepping a trap on the fucking beach, dude. You gotta shape up. You gotta shape up a little bit. Come on. Um, But I had a great time at the beach, man. Boogie boarding. I go out far into the ocean. I love just diving into waves and being out there. It feels really good. Wakes you up. Um, some days were amazing. Some days it was like 80 degree bath water. And you're like, this is incredible. And then the next day, it's like hotter. And you're like, oh, it's going to be super warm. And it's freezing. Absolutely freezing. I saw this surfer walking by yesterday. It was our last day there. And I was like, how's the water? And he's like, really cold. And I was like, ah, shit. Then it's not fun. Because you could tell. Once it goes up to your feet or ankles, you know within like two minutes. You're like, oh, this is going to be warm real quick. This is going to be great. Or you're like, yeah, I'm going in once today. And that's it. Had a great time at the beach, though. Burying the kids, the kids running around, playing, getting the shells, the whole deal. So um, I got to be honest. I used to not be a beach guy, but now I'm starting to become a beach guy uh, more and more. Um, All right. So my unacceptable, I have two. It's been a little while. It's been, you know, two days extra, so I'll give you two of my unacceptables. Um, A lot of people knew I was on vacation. I didn't get too many... I got, I got enough, but I'm not going to do like half the show on them, okay, uh, this time. Because I just want to get back to the show, get back to, um, you know, talking to you guys. And, you know, because I know two weeks ago I missed it. This one is late, so we got to get back. Next time I'm going to be back, uh, no problem. Uh, hopefully right on schedule. But my first one is yesterday I saw a lady who was clearly, clearly like morbidly obese, okay, and we were online to get ice cream and I just looked at her and she seemed like a very loving parent. I noticed that she had her daughter's name and birthday tattooed on her back and on the, like under her neck and stuff. And she's standing there and I'm putting two and two together. I'm figuring it's for her daughter. But she was morbidly obese, guys. She was like, you know, looking at her like there's got to be some sort of diabetes there's got to be something going on here you can't be you know 300 pounds or 350 pounds with young children and what bothered me and what I thought was unacceptable was she had her daughter and son in this like push it almost looked like a rental push cart thing and they're sitting in there and I noticed that when it turned around I noticed that the daughter was you know probably five or six 
and a heavy little girl. She was heavy. And it was late at night, and she's just feeding her daughter ice cream late at night. Now, I know they might be on vacation, but you got to understand, it's late at night now. Um, you have a problem, and I'm just looking at it, and part of me is like, am I being a dick saying it's unacceptable giving your daughter ice cream? But then I'm like, the little girl is heavy already, and you are clearly have a genetic problem here. And I just feel like it, it's something that you shouldn't do. Now, I know that some people are going to be like, no, no, she's on vacation, the daughter deserves... But it's, I think there's other things you can do. Or maybe during the day so the kid can work it off. But to give a little girl that's overweight as a little girl ice cream late at night when you're like 350 pounds, I think it's irresponsible. I do. And I find it a little unacceptable. I, I would feel bad getting my kid ice cream late at night knowing that they were, you know already overweight a little bit and it doesn't seem like you know now listen maybe it's a little harsh that's why I did another one but this is one that I thought about I'm like when is where does the line get drawn when you're like look I have a I clearly have a problem here you know I 100% have a problem here and I think that my daughter is going to or clearly is a little overweight I don't know if I should be giving her ice cream late at night she's gonna lay down where is it gonna go all right here's my other unacceptable the house we rented uh, on the ocean was beautiful. It was clean. It was all the things that, you know, you got to stay in, especially with family and all that stuff, right? Problem I had was two things. TV could have been bigger than main TV, but you don't go on vacation for TV. But at night, people come back, you put something on, you check out the news, whatever. For me, the issue was there was like seven channels and they did have a cable box. I wanted to order the UFC fight. I'll talk about that. I couldn't. I had to find it. I found it somewhere else. I wanted to see the, you know, the McGregor-Diaz fight, which I did, which was great, and I'll talk about that when I talk about sports. But I couldn't order movies. Listen, I'll go pay the people cash right now. I'll put money in the envelope right now. It's not about that. It's that I got a fucking choice of Judge Judy at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. You know, I was literally watching old reruns of like fucking The Odd Couple, Cheers. Not that these are bad shows. They're great shows. Like the Carol Burnett show. All these shows are great. But it's like I had no choice. I'm watching fucking Alec Baldwin play the match game. Host the match game and shit. All kinds of stuff I don't want to watch all hours of the night. So, you know... I was just, I was a little like, what the fuck, man? I'm paying a lot of money. We're paying a lot of money for a house on the ocean. I should have more than five channels. Absolutely unacceptable to have a cable box sitting there, which you clearly restricted. Now, had I known this, now I know. Now I know, and I'm like, look, you know, if I'm going to get a house on the ocean, it needs to have everything. It needs to, you know, all the bells and whistles. It has to. And uh, it didn't. It had, everything was nice, and the beds were uncomfortable. There were how many? One, two, three, four. There were five, five or six places for somebody to sleep comfortably. Okay. And I think two of them were like suitable. Like it was just not so that that's where I'm like, I'm paying you thousands of dollars here. Okay. For like a lot of money. It needs to be, it needs to be better. So that's my, those are my unacceptables for vacation. Like, I'm not going to be sitting up watching fucking game shows at 11 o'clock. I mean, you make the best of it, but give me a fucking break here. 
Um, so let's get to your guys' unacceptables, see what you guys got. Here we go. Uh, drive-by sneezes. Okay, unacceptable. Josh Innocent. Hi, Paul. Here's a quick unacceptable for you. People who open, cough, or sneeze in public. Yesterday, I walked into a sneeze mist in the subway that some piggly, greasy fatso left because he sneezed in the air like a Glade purifier. I immediately felt a tickle in my throat. We need to borrow Trump's immigration plan for these savages that can't obey even the most biased common <laughs> rules of human etiquette. Absolutely unacceptable. Build a wall, lock these animals out of the country, and get them to pay for it. All right, Josh goes in. Here we go. Fucking cunt by... Uh, okay. Soshin Salabi. Okay, hey, Paul. You gangster pride New Jersey ass motherfucker. I'm sending this fucking unacceptable uh, from the side of the freeway. Uh, yes, you heard me. Uh, Verzi, I'm fucking heated. Uh, okay, let's see what you got here. I was driving in a pre-rush of morning, uh, pre-rush of morning San Jose traffic when this fucking bitch ass cunt decided to go from 65 miles to fucking zero. So obviously, I lightened, I lightly uh, rear-ended her. Stupid, wow. All right. You rear-ended, stupid bitch Lexus. All right. At first, I felt bad that I hit her, but uh, the second she started talking to me, <laughs> I wished I fucking drove through her car and fucked it up. Verzi, imagine 55-year-old with uh, bright fucking green Nike sports suit with her stupid cunt heels and her fucking stupid Lexus that her husband, who probably hates, uh, <laughs> probably hates life because he has to see her come home every day. Also, her fucking attitude, like I killed her child or something. Like, you cunt bitch, I barely scratched her car. She wanted me to write on the paper that I rear-ended her. Uh, okay, she wanted you to, okay. Uh, like she was uh, taking me to court. Oh, also, she wanted to get uh, uh, CHP involved. Uh, I then, uh, I then there lost all sympathy for her, uh, for any woman ever. Exaggerated, but you know what I mean. I just gave her my driver's info, my insurance, and a good middle finger. And got out of there. Unacceptable for her to even be alive. Now I get to use all of the money I don't have as an 18-year-old to pay her stupid uh, for a stupid bumper. Lock her in a cage with a killing tiger that rips her face off. Because fuck her. I hope she explodes. I love you, Versi. Go fuck yourself. All right. Whoa. Opening up strong. Uh, I love that you hate the Lexus just because you hit it. You're like, I, I wish you, you wish that it was like a Toyota or a Mazda. Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. Uh-oh, this one goes at me. I love it. I love it. Uh, this is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Dave, um, O.C. O'Shea. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Dear Paul, big fan here. Dig the podcast. My unacceptable is the fact that I pumped a dollar fifty into Redbox machine to watch that stupid goddamn Cloverfield movie based on your recommendation. 
<laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? The end of the movie was gayer than AIDS. I would rather have spent an hour and a half hanging out with the whack pizza guy that came to your house in the top hat. It was actually kind of good up until the end. Okay, there you go. Uh, an escape. I don't want to spoil the shitty surprise ending for your listeners. Lock yourself in a fucking cage with the English patient playing on a loop. You owe me a buck and a half. Dave O. All right. I liked it. I liked it. You know, I liked it because it kept me guessing. I liked it because the ending, you thought it was a certain way and it wasn't. John Goodman was great. Like I said, listen, not everybody. My older brother saw it. I could tell by his reaction that he liked it, but didn't love it. So whatever. I think I'm usually right with them, but whatever. Whatever. Here we go. Um, here we go. This one. Shitty plastic mop and un- <laughs> an untimely shark. Ryan Gennaro. Hey, Paul, two quick ones. Number one, I was in a great mood today and had lots of energy, so I figured why not uh, keep it going and clean my house. I'm in the middle of mopping my kitchen floor, had TV on the background, and everything was going great. Until suddenly the mop literally breaks into three different pieces and falls apart uh, like families after winning the lottery. Uh, it went from fully functional and in one piece to how it looks... Uh, in the attached picture, all within two seconds. I could have made a more stable mop out of a tree branch and pine needles. What a hunk of shit. Sure, I got it at the dollar store, but I am uh, hoping to get at least three uses out of this thing for a hundred hard-earned cents I spent on it. Uh, I should have known better. Lock me in a cage and drown in dirty mop bucket. Uh, yeah, I see the picture, man. They, they make things so cheap, it's ridiculous that it's even like that. Like, the picture looks like it just snapped apart. It's like, what did you make it with? Uh, number two, I'm no Shakespeare. I'm no Shakespeare of shit, so I won't paint the picture like Kelly does, or even try, but here goes. Totally unacceptable move on my part. I had to rip, uh, I had to rip one. And had that feeling we all get when we know there's a 50-50 chance you might shit yourself. The wiser man would have held it in or gone to the bathroom. But like a dope, I rolled the dice anyway. I proceed to hear a sound similar to stepping on a wet, oh man, uh, whoopee cushion. And felt what it might feel like to have a warm ketchup packet explode in your pants. Even more unacceptable is that this happened moments after hearing you talk about the Shakespeare shit on the latest TVE. So I knew full well <laughs> what could go down. Next time, I'll heed Kelly's warnings and hold it in. Oh man, hope to see you live in the city soon. One question, when you perform at the stand, how much time do you usually do? It would be great to see you for an hour me and my girl have been talking about it for months. No, the thing about the stand, which is one of the best clubs in the city, it's great. The thing about the stand is the showcase room. So there's a host that does 15 minutes, and then there's five acts or six acts that do 15 minutes after that. So if you come and see me in New York City at the stand, or pretty much any club in New York City, it's usually 12 to 15 minutes, um, not a full hour. But if you see me, obviously, on the road headlining, or you know, uh, then you would see me for 45 to, to uh, an hour. Okay, uh, let's see here. Um, let's see what we, else we have. I want to make sure that I have enough time. Okay, so yeah, we are halfway through. And uh, you know what? I'm going to just, I don't want to ignore the people on Twitter this time. 
because sometimes people people got upset when I was ignoring the Twitter. Not ignoring the Twitter, but like I was people said that I was concentrating more on the on the thing. I don't know why I listen to people. I'm too nice of a guy with my own fucking show, which is free, people. It's free. You know that, right? Um, oh, Justin Roberts, at Justin Roberts 15, said, You killed this recommendation, Paul. Cool Lime Refresher. You know, I actually stopped for a while. I love the Cool Lime Refresher from um, Starbucks, but I had to stop because it was... I didn't realize. I was like, oh, I'm being healthy. And all of a sudden, I was like, no, I'm, I'm drinking a lot of these every day, and it wasn't not healthy at all. Um, let's see here. What else? So I'm glad you liked some of the fucking... You see that? Dude, David, or Dave, was it Danny O? What a David. Come on, man. 10 Cloverfield Lane wasn't that bad. Um, oh, this is from Leo Music at W-I-L-L-E-O Music. Lock up the parents that allowed child to partially, <laughs> to partially eat an apple and not pay nor to, okay, yeah, so there's an apple here, there was an apple, oof, that's brutal, just an apple, partially eaten apple, and not paid for, just left in a cart, absolute, hashtag animals, hashtag unacceptable, absolutely, um, that's a great one, and that's awful, how do you let your kid eat fruit in a supermarket and just throw it in the cart, it's like, Oh, my God. And then, you know what? Then that kid's going to raise people to think that that's okay. Let's see what else we have here. Um, I got to go get Lloyd. We didn't get Lloyd yet from the uh, farm we left him on. These people have a great place with dogs and shit when you go away. So I don't want them in a prison cell all week. All right, here we go. This is from Max Ostrowski 1. Ostrowski? O-S-T. R-O-W-S-K-I-1, lady with not one but two full-ass shopping carts in a 12 items or less checkout in a full grocery store. Hashtag unacceptable. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, Max Xavier at Max Xavier 5. When I was a kid, I saw my rabbi eating a bacon <laughs> egg and cheese uh, at the cafe. Hashtag unacceptable, but I didn't snitch though. Acceptable. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And what does that tell you? That The rabbi's like, fuck, this is delicious. I'm eating this shit. I never understood, and I don't want to go there with people, but I never understood how religion has something to do with eating. It's like, can't you believe and eat something? Um... This is Testy Laptops, at Testy Laptops, unacceptable. The animal taking a picture of the dick on a Donald Trump statue. Hashtag lock him up. And there's a picture of a guy. <laughs> this is really funny. There's a picture of a guy leaned forward towards the crotch of that Donald Trump naked statue with it under the, like, the belly. <laughs> And uh, he, he's like going for the dick, which is hilarious. You know what? I'm going to retweet that. I didn't see this, so I'm going to retweet it now so you guys could see it if you go to my page. But that's funny how concentrated he is. Really funny. Thank you for the um, submission. Uh, and this is... Let's see what else we got here. Do we have any more or are we, or are we good? 
Um, that is really funny though, dude. I think that's it. All right. So if I miss you guys, uh, just hit me back. If you want to send uh, unacceptables to the show, please send them to unacceptables for TV at gmail.com. That is four spelled out F O R not the number. Okay. So it's unacceptables for TV at Gmail, Gmail, and also at, uh, you know, get me on Twitter and that's at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. Thank you guys for the submissions. Good to be back, uh, doing the show. Uh, got a lot of stuff still to talk about it. What, what are we, what are we, uh, 20 minutes from an hour? Where are we people? It's going, okay, almost 20 minutes from an hour. So, um, I don't know about you guys. I am missing a lot. The, uh, Olympics, man. The Olympics, dude. I Was this like, I think it was the second or third most watched, but I was really into it. Like, I don't know if it's because, you know, it helped me sleep. It was just weird. Like, even at the comedy club when it was on, everybody's just sitting watching. There's just something about it. Like, Usain Bolt doing what he's doing and, like, just watching the swimmers and just, it's, I don't know, man. I'm missing it. I'm missing it. Like, I remember... Uh, on vacation when they did the closing ceremonies, which I only saw for a few minutes, but didn't seem to. Why are the opening and closing ceremonies of the Olympics just basically a light show? It's really what it is. It's just like a special effects light show, you know? They should have like a little more than just, I don't know. It just seems like it's just, I mean, what can they do? I get it, but I don't know. Go big. I think it's going to be big in Tokyo. Because if you remember Beijing, Beijing went so big with the opening ceremony. People like that will never be topped, and I don't think it was. But uh, Tokyo in four years, that's going to be big. That's going to be serious. Um, But I was just sitting there at night, and when we came back from doing something, and there were no Olympics on, I'm like, this sucks. I want to see something. You know? You know you like the Olympics when, like, even when, like, the javelin throw, you're like, all right, dude, shut up. I'm not doing nothing right now, okay? This dude's throwing a ball or he's throwing a stick, and I have to watch it. The only thing I couldn't watch was the uh, fencing because it just was, like, one second a point. They just, like, get ready, a light goes off, and then they walk back and cheer. You're like, what just happened? Like, I think I can do this. And that is the funniest thing about the Olympics is when you watch it after like four or five days, you're like, dude, I think I can, like, I seriously think I can come in fifth if I swim against the fucking people from South Africa. Like, I I am so delusional with athletic ability in my mid-30s because I was athletic. I think I could compete in the Olympics. Like, if somebody said, all right, dude, you can't do anything for four years, okay, but you, you just got to do, so, I would do it. I think I can do it. Like I could be a fencer. If I if I dedicated four years to fencing, I would fuck up some fencers. I really believe that I would. Um so yeah, that that sucks, dude, that it's over. It really does. Um I didn't see any movies, everybody. You wanna know why? Because I was in a house that had five channels. That's why. I was in a house with five fucking channels. Nothing. I was watching fucking Oh my God, I was watching game shows. But I'll tell you what I did see, which I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about um, UFC 202. I thought that I didn't love the undercards this time. I didn't think you know. I didn't think the undercards were great. I really didn't. However, I gotta say, I think that Diaz 
and McGregor was awesome. I agree with the decision. I think that you have to give it to... I know McGregor got into a couple of jams at the end of some of those rounds, but I just feel like the two knockdowns, the way he bloodied him up, um, I feel like the way he was defensive and never let Diaz wrestle him to the ground, get him on the ground. Um, I mean, I know at the very end, I just think, listen, if Diaz did get the decision, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is a huge robbery. But I actually think they got it right. Um, I think a draw or McGregor, but I didn't think Diaz won the fight. I think Diaz showed a lot of heart. I think Diaz got bailed out big time of that fight. Um, But I also think the reason why McGregor didn't go down on the ground is because he didn't want to wrestle with the guy that that's clearly his strength. You know, I think he saw that the guy was still conscious and, you know, was able to use his legs and was like, I'm just going to keep knocking him down, which he did. Got to give him credit. He got tired and then he came back and won. So I think that uh, he did good. I think that he um, deserved to win. I think the third one's going to be awesome. I think the third one will really tell you who the better fighter is. Whoever wins the third one, that's the beautiful thing about these guys fighting three times. You know, I think whoever will, you know, whoever will win the third one is going to be the one to go, all right, you know, that's the better fighter. Or for these, you know, two to be in the ring, you know, that's it. Or the octagon, I'm sorry, fucking UFC nerds. But, um, and people went at me because they were saying, you know, I was talking and I was saying that UFC uh, main event 202 was so good, boxing is dead. Boxing has nothing like this. And people were like, boxing dead? Question mark. Have you seen this? Have you seen that? And it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's not, I... I have not looked forward to a boxing match in forever. You have to wait six months to a year. It stinks. You know, these guys were fighting, man. These guys were into it. They were bloodied up. They talked shit. It lived up to the bill. I thought it was awesome. And you don't see that. When is the last time you were like, I have to watch this boxing match? I have to, I have to. It just doesn't happen anymore. Not to mention, boxing is the filthiest fixed sport there is. It's fixed. It really is. It's fixed. One guy is, you know, come on, man. Guy is fighting, fighting, fighting to the fifth, and then all of a sudden goes down. You know, you you could see it. And I'm convinced something was up with the um, Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. I'm convinced something was up with it. There was some deal there. Watch the fight. It's ridiculous. Guys, you know, that's what boxing did. You know, five years out of their prime, guys fight. UFC, the best guys right now every month. So yeah, I uh I think that that's it, man. I think the UFC has taken over and I think until there is a new charismatic, just dynamic fucking guy. Like, you know, you need a Tyson. You need a you need that. You need that guy. You need a Floyd Mayweather. You need a Roy Jones Jr. You need a guy that talks. He's great. He's got that. UFC has a ton of those guys. Boxing, you don't hear from. I don't know if it's not marketed good. I just don't know what it is. But And when you told me years ago boxing was going to be done in UFC, I'd be like, nah, screw that. It's in, man. To me, at least, it's definitely what it is, is, you know, UFC first. I mean, I love it. Like, UF, some of these UFC fights are like, got to see, got to watch them. Um, so I, uh, yeah, 
I, I got to say, I'm not trying to be a dick to you people that like boxing. I know you people are going at me. I just don't think it's the same thing. I don't, I, it needs to change. Okay, that's, that's all I got with that. I think that's what it is because uh, you guys get all pissed off about movies now. You guys are, what are you talking about, boxing? I'm starting to notice that. The longer I do the show, the more pissed people get, in my opinion. Is that a good thing? I think it's a good thing. But what can you do? You know, what can you do if somebody gets pissed off? Um, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about antidepressants. That's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about um, some things that I've learned. Some things that I think, uh, you know, I know a lot of people listening to this are on them. Uh, you know, so I had issues where I was on them, then I was off them, then I was on them, then I was off them. And, uh, you know, some people, no, don't take it. This and that. Look, I look at it like this, okay? You have to have, I think it all comes down to the right doctor, the doctor knowing you, knowing what you need. All right, this is serious talk now because um, I did something a while back that was really bad and dangerous. And what I did was I stopped medication cold turkey. And when doctors found out, they gave me a look like, dude, you can't do that shit. You just can't, you can't do that. You need to wean yourself off of it like that. So what I want to say is if you go to therapy, if you're talking to anybody and you're on medication or you're going on medication, A, do your research about the medication before you take it. Make sure you know what the side effects of the medication are. Make sure that it will attack whatever you fucking need it to. Okay, um, and just be able to, to, to deal with it, deal with the side effects, uh, find out if you can deal with life without it, uh, if you can't and you need help, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you don't need to be embarrassed, and this whole idea that it's going to change you as a person, the right medication won't, the right medication is not going to change you as a person, the right medication is going to find out what the problem is and fix it, so this whole idea that it's going to, you're going to be all screwed up and everything like that, no, 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 no. I remember years ago, uh, I was like, I'm not taking medication because I don't want it to change my comedy. I don't want it to make me not funny. I don't want it to make me kind of just middle of the road. I don't want, you know, I want my whatever, you know, whatever I'm dealing with. And then I realized that that wasn't true. And then I went off the medicine and I was the same on and off the medicine. So if you're on an antidepressant, I mean, and some of them are fucking bad, man. They make you nervous. They make you anxious more. It's like, what the fuck am I taking this for? I'm nauseous. You're, you're, you're fucking dizzy. You know, um, so you got to read all that shit, but just know that you need to talk to the doctor and tell the doctor exactly what you don't want to feel like and what medication is going to make you, if you need it, I'm talking, this is all to anybody that just needs medication or talks to somebody, do not be, I'm telling you because I've went through it. I know people going through it and I've seen a lot of bad things happen. And, uh, one thing that I remember that I never talked about on this show was me going off of medicine cold turkey and it almost put me in the hospital. It was really fucking bad, really bad. Like I went to the seventh circle of hell. Okay. Like I was just laid up, man. And I did like, we didn't know if I was going to come out of it or have to be like laid up in a fucking hospital bed, uh, and just, you know, fucking go through withdrawal and all that stuff because I was tired of it. I just tried taking like half my pill 
And then finally I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. And I went cold turkey and I felt good for like two, three days and I thought I made a good decision. And then I was in hell. Absolute hell. Um, so just make sure, you know, because I was talking to my therapist about this and you talk about medicine and what the medicines can do and all that stuff. You got to make sure and be careful. All right. And don't be one of these people that needs help and is like, well, I need, I need, I'm not taking anything. If I'm not fucking normal without it, I'm not normal. Don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. If you can, because here's the thing, you could eventually go off the medicine. You don't have to be on the medicine the rest of your life. It'll change you a certain way, then you wean yourself off and you see if you could go on that. But don't be one of these people that like refuses medication. I, From what I understand and from what I've learned and having a history of it and family with it and all that and friends and look, comedians, there's a lot of fucked up comedians and so I know a lot of people taking shit. And I could tell you this, the right medicine will make your life better. You don't have to take a high dose of it and you don't have to have crazy side effects of it. You know, if they're like, ah, your dick ain't going to work for a year, then you fucking live crazy for a while. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if you're just living in panic attacks and you're living in shit, you're upset about shit. What do you, you can't just take nothing. You know, they'll say, oh, read a book, exercise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. But my fucking brain's fucked up. I need something here. I need a balance here. If that's the case, then do it. You know, if your fucking big toes aren't going to work for two years and your dick goes limp, then be like, Doc, you got to get me off this thing. I can't fucking walk because my toes don't work and I can't fuck. You know, obviously you guys know what you can live with and what you can live not <laughs> live without. Um, but I wanted to talk about that because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of different opinions out there. And uh, I remember talking to a doctor and a doctor was just like, why wouldn't you be happier? And, and I was like, okay, and I can wean myself off it, but whatever you do, please take this warning. If you take anything from the Verzi Effect podcast ever in your life, if you've ever gotten anything from this show, please listen to me right now because, uh, this really, really fucked me up for a while and did some, some damage to me, um, a while back. And, uh, I remember it and I didn't talk about it and I wanted to talk about it. Do not get off your antidepressants cold turkey ever, ever. And if you do and you got away with it, good, because the mo- most of you won't. Most of you won't. I thought I could fucking cut my pill in half like three times or, you know, a week and then just stop. And it fucked my chemicals up bad. I was fucked up, dude. So do not do that at all. Okay. Wean yourself off. Talk to somebody and do that, because right now I'm talking to somebody, and it's definitely fucking helping, and I have no problem telling people that, because for so long, all of my friends are like, why don't you see somebody, and there's people that see, you know, comedians and stuff, and I was like, no, 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 finally, I was like, you know what, let me fucking put some of my burden on somebody else, and see what happens, and it's a good thing to do, it's a good thing to, um, you know, to talk to people, and do all that stuff, so, uh, there you go, antidepressants, know which one to take, All right, so here's the bullet points of what I just fucking rambled. Know which one to take. Talk to your doctor about what you can't have happen to you side effect wise. Okay, never go off them cold turkey and don't think there's anything wrong with taking them if it really does help you. Okay, those are the those are the bullet points there. I know I could have done that a lot quicker. Sorry. Um. But, uh, yeah, the sexual side effects, they're like you may have an irregular ejaculation. It's like, what's that mean? What's my cum gonna come out black? Like what? 
<laughs> Listen, something weird's going to happen. It comes out like green slime, but, you know, with uh, Ghostbusters in theaters, people think it's kind of cool. They role play. <laughs> This is going to be a facial you will never forget, baby. Uh, you got the Bobby Brown music in the background. You're jerking off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did it go there? It did not have to go there, everybody. It did not have to go there. Um, I actually have to get my dog. Uh, and it's going to, I got to get out of here in a couple minutes, actually. This is going to be a shorter one because I have to get my dog, but I wanted to put one out. Um, plugs, guys. Plugs will be. Uh, September 8th, 9th, and 10th with Joe Bartnick, the all-in tour at Comics at Mohegan Sun, which I have not done yet. I did the one at Fox, uh, Foxwoods, but not Mohegan Sun. So check that one out. Comics at Mohegan Sun, Joe Bartnick, myself, all-in tour on Thursday the 8th, Friday the 9th, and Saturday the 10th. Also, please check me out at the Tempe, Arizona Improv. I will be headlining September 21st. I will also be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival. Who the fuck is this now? Jesus, who's this? Um, I will also be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival the 22nd through the 24th of September. Okay? I will also be with Joe Bartnick in Yonkers at the Empire Casino September 14th. So 8, 9, and 10 at Mohegan Sun, 14 at the Empire Casino in Yonkers, 21 at the Tempe, Arizona Improv, uh, of course, in Arizona, and I will be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival the 22nd through 24th uh, in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, Other than that, I'll be doing local shows at Stand Up New York, New York Comedy Club, and The Stand, uh, maybe Gotham and some other clubs here and there, but you could check that out on my website, paulverzi.com. Uh, I know I owe a couple of you guys shirts, I'm sorry, uh, posters and, uh, CDs. Those will be coming out. Uh, I will send those out this week. I'm sorry. I was on vacation, a bunch of stuff going on. So, uh, I will send those out as well. Um, please check out drinkmoregood.com. Please check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike uh, and go to his YouTube pages and see all that. And please, when you contact uh, City Living Dog or Drink More Good, tell them that uh, TVE Paul Verzi sent you. Um, and please follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Go to my website, paulverzi.com. There you go. That's everything. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Please send your unacceptables to Unacceptables for TVE. Listen to what I said about the antidepressants, okay, for sure. And uh, that's it. Until next week, uh, I am out of here. It'll be a quick turnaround. I will talk to you guys on Wednesday night. Thanks.